Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Yes, it's the Gay Family Series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. And now, let's look in on the Coopers. It's evening, and George and Liz are entertaining the Atterbury's. George has just lit a cigar that Mr. Atterbury gave him. Hey, that's what I call a cigar. Yes, sir, that's a real cigar. In case you were wondering, Iris, those are cigars. <laughs> Come on, girl, it's time to move. If we sit here, we'll be downwind from them. Never mind, Lotus Bud. Stay right where you are. We all have something to discuss. We all do? Uh, yes, yes. I hope you Coopers haven't any plans for the weekend. Not that I can think of. Why? An important business client is coming into town. No, no. no. Oh, I knew you'd all be overjoyed. <laughs> but, Rudolph, we just entertained out-of-town clients two weeks ago. Yeah. Now, Iris, this man could mean a big account for the bank. Let's not bite the hand that feeds us. Who's the hand this time? <laughs> the president of the Abbott Chemical Corporation and his wife. Oh, he brought his thumb with him. D.J. <laughs> Abbott is a very important name. D.J. Abbott? Yes, from New York. D.J. Abbott. If we can arrange a loan for him, he may move one of his plants here. D.J. Abbott. Liz, hmm? is your needle stuck? <laughs> name, D.J. Abbott. Seems like I've heard it before. Well, of course you have. I said it once, and you said it three times. <laughs> no, I mean it sounds so familiar. Wait a minute. Is his name David Jerome? I think so. Why? I went to school with him. Oh, this is wonderful. Are you sure, girl? I'm positive. George, you remember Dave Abbott. I went out with him a few times. Well, tell us about him, Liz. What was he like, anyway? Well, he was tall and handsome and captain of the football team. <laughs> no, he wasn't, Liz. He was little and puny and, and funny-looking. Yeah. <laughs> George, you're just jealous because I had some dates with him. Well, I know how we can settle this. Uh, where's the college yearbook? Now, there's no need to look in the yearbook. I guess I know what Dave Abbott looked like. He was the handsomest man in the class. Oh, I remember his blue eyes and his blonde hair and his wonderful build. That was me. <laughs> no, George, you were the most conceited man in the class. Hmm. Wait, wait, here's the yearbook. We'll settle this whole thing right now. Let's see. Uh, Aaron, Abby, Abbott. Uh, here he is, Dave Abbott. Oh, handsomest man in the class, eh? Uh, take a look, Liz. <laughs> well, he's certainly changed since I knew him. Liz, this picture was taken when you knew him. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
I wonder how I made that mistake. You were exaggerating, as usual. Let me see the picture. See, I think he's rather good looking. You do? Well, you like someone who looks like a pig. (laughs) Oh, stop being ridiculous. Looks like a pig. See for yourself, Rudolph. Hmm. Well, you know what makes him look that way. It's that apple in his mouth. (laughs) Oh, come now, you two. He really doesn't look like a pig. No, of course not. He looks more like a frog. (laughs) He does not. Oh, Liz, tell me, how can you turn a homely little shrimp into a big, handsome athlete? I never knew anyone who exaggerates the way you do. Well, what's the harm, George? I'm just looking at my old boyfriend through rose-colored glasses, that's all. You know, I can hardly wait to meet these people. Uh, Do you know the girl Abbott married, Liz? Uh Uh-huh, I went to school with her, too. She was homely as a mud fence. Hmm. (laughs) Evidently, when you recall women, you put on mud-colored glasses. (laughs) Liz... Please don't speak about me when I'm gone. Well, she was ugly. And she had the nerve to run for junior prom queen. (laughs) Now, how'd she make out? How'd she make out? Well, she didn't have a chance with me in the contest. Oh? Oh, I made a lovely queen. My flowing robe, my scepter, my diamond tiara perched on my brown hair. My red hair. (laughs) Now I know. Well, anyway, I was a beautiful queen. And I'll never forget the way I led the Grand March. Hold it, Liz. I don't remember your being junior prom queen. You don't? No. If you were queen, your picture will be in the yearbook. Let's look it up. Well, uh, it isn't a very good picture of me. Liz, uh, shall I look up the picture of you as queen? No. I don't believe you really were queen. Would you believe it if I said I was princess? Uh, no. Member of the Queen's Court? Uh, no. Alternate member of the Queen's Court? No. Oh, Liz, why don't you just admit you were just another girl at this prom? I can't. Well, why not? I didn't go. Nobody asked me. (laughs) There you go again, exaggerating. Oh, why do you do it, Liz? Well, George, it's just that I like to color things. Well, why didn't you say so? George, tomorrow buy her a set of watercolors. Better make it a case. What do you mean? I don't do it very often. Oh, girl, come now. When did I ever exaggerate with you? Give me a for instance. For instance. That chair over there. Didn't you tell me George Washington sat in it? Well, yes, he did. George Washington? You keep out of it. If George Washington sat in that chair, he must have been floor walker at Spears and Roebuck. 
never saw Sears and Roebuck. How'd you find out? <laughs> I saw the label one day when you were out of the room, and I happened to be lying on my back underneath the chair. <laughs> things a little. And Liz, as long as we're bringing these things up, I never did believe you swam the English Channel. <laughs> Look, Liz, I think now is, is just as good a time as any for you to stop coloring things. Well, I'll stop, George, but can't we wait till after the Abbots leave? No, Liz, there'll always be another reason. If you're going to stop, do it right now. <laughs> you again. Mmm, this is delicious pastry. It tastes like it came from that delightful pastry shop on the Rue Monel in Paris. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you get it there? Well, you had it flown over. Well... <laughs> I'm trying hard not to. <laughs> no, Imogene. I bought it at the corner baker's. Oh. He may have had it flown over. <laughs> well, at least it reminds me of Paris. Uh, when were you lost on the continent, Liz? Uh. <laughs> which continent did you have in mind? <laughs> that one. Um, You've been to Paris, of course. Well, to tell the truth, and you're making it pretty tough. <laughs> well, you might as well be dead if you haven't been. Better off dead, huh? <laughs> well. Oh, certainly you've been there. Made George turn over in his safe deposit box? Yes. <laughs> Europe. Uh, where did you get to? Every place. Every place? Sure. Why be a piker now? <laughs> well, tell me, how did you find London? Oh, I just looked under London Bridge and there it was. <laughs> that again? Do you speak French? Oh, yes, fluently. <laughs> oh, Liz, you're so droll. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, tell me, dear. Yes, darling. If Dave builds a factory in Sheridan Falls, I suppose I'll have to maintain a small cottage here. How's the servant problem? Oh, I think I can get by with a staff of ten. Ten? Yes. Do you have more? Of course not. Well, just ten? Oh, Imogene, don't be silly. What use would I have for ten servants? 
Well, my dear girl, how many do you have? I have, uh... Eight. How on earth do you manage? I doubled up. I taught the downstairs maid how to walk upstairs. And it worked? Yes, her ears pop, but she loves it. Try that. Oh, and now I must run, darling. I'm having tea with Mrs. Atterbury. Oh, yes, Iris. Her husband's president of the bank. But I thought George... Well, then what's George? Uh, chairman of the board? Uh, no. Well, Dave spoke about a Cooper who... Oh, Liz, Liz, don't tell me your husband is only third vice president. Uh, well, uh... Yes, but confidentially, Imogene, you won't repeat this to a soul. Oh, you know me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, George is third vice president in name only. What do you mean? He's the brains behind the bank. <laughs> but Mr. Atterbury... A mere figurehead. Oh, no. He's little more than a fat dummy sitting on George's lap. I never dreamed. Well, goodbye, Liz. No, don't go yet, Imogene. I'm just beginning to warm up. <laughs> you haven't seen my house yet. Oh, well, darling, I don't really have time. Oh, come on. Everything in this house is an authentic early American antique. Now, over here is the chair. <laughs> George Boy? Uh, yes, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, could I see you in my office a minute, please? Oh, yes, sir. After you, boy. Thank you. I uh, just had a call from Iris. She'd been talking to Imogene Abbott. Oh? Imogene was telling Iris about the delightful lunch she had with Liz. Oh, here we are. After you? Oh, thank you, sir. Not at all. You're fired! <laughs> What's the matter? What did I do? You did a stupid, idiotic thing. What? You married Liz. <laughs> Liz? She's been at the watercolors again. Exaggerating? Boy. Boy. Oh, what did she say? Well, it's hard to know where to start. According to Liz, I'm just a figurehead here at the bank, and you're the brains of the outfit. Did Liz say that? Yes. Oh, what else? Let me sit on your lap and I'll tell you. <laughs> what? She also said I'm just a fat dummy sitting on your lap. Fat? <laughs> Anything else? Load. But I'd rather not think about them. I may strike you. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do with that girl? Have you ever thought of putting her in a large basket and leaving her on someone's doorstep? <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry. I'll take care of her when I get home. Do that, boy. Oh, and incidentally, you know that chair that George Washington sat in? Yes. Well, it's aged considerably since the other night. Oh, what did she say about that? That is now the deck chair that Columbus was sitting in when he first sighted America. Oh, <laughs> 
Detective. Liz? Ooh. I want to talk to you. Wait till I am pucker. <laughs> What's the matter? I heard something very interesting today. What? That I'm the actual head of the bank, and Mr. Atterbury is just a figurehead. Now, who would say a thing like that? Well, Mr. Atterbury told me, and Iris told him, and Imogene Abbott told her. And guess who told Imogene? Lizzie Wizzy? <laughs> Liz, what's the matter with you? How could you exaggerate like that this afternoon when you just promised me faithfully you wouldn't? Isn't there any answer? Yes, George. I'm just a pitiful, spineless wretch. Eight servants, a house full of antiques, springtime in Paris. How does that sound? Divine. <laughs> Never mind, I'm serious. The crowning blow was when Mr. Atterbury heard he was supposed to be just a puppet. And I was pulling the strings. He almost fired me. That's gratitude. After all you've done for that fat dummy. There, you see? <laughs> you're starting to believe your own story. It's getting so no one knows when you're telling the truth, Liz. Not even you. Well, I'm sorry, George. Apparently, there's only one way to cure you of this habit. I'll have to take drastic measures. Like what? I'm stopping your allowance. <gasps> and canceling all your charge accounts until you finally prove that you can consistently tell the truth. Well, that's certainly hitting below the money belt. <laughs> well, that's the way it is. Now, when we get to that dinner party at the Atterbury's tonight, I want you to tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Understand? Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> was a good dinner, Atterbury. Oh, wonderful. Glad you liked it. Uh, more coffee, Mrs. Abbott. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm afraid I overate. Well, we have a wonderful cook, if I do say so myself. You <laughs> certainly do. Liz, you didn't eat very much. I thought you usually liked my roast beef. Well, I do ordinarily, Iris, but tonight it was lousy. <laughs> to hurt your feelings, Iris, but I'm starting to tell the truth these days. It's the new me. No more fantastic stories. Uh, well, that's good, I think. <laughs> Wait a minute, Liz. Were all those things you told me this afternoon falsehoods? Every one of them. The nearest I ever got to Paris was the day I bought George some garters. <laughs> <laughs> Garters, Paris, yes. <laughs> Uh, how about a little sherry for everyone? Yes, yes, oh, sherry. Uh, I love a good sherry. Uh, this is a rare old import. Is it really imported, Mr. Atterbury? Well, of course it is, Liz. Well, Why? I, I want to know what the real thing tastes like. Iris told me you usually pour cheap cooking sherry into these expensive bottles. You... Oh, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> You want to go mine, Liz? <laughs> oh, she got you that time, Atterbury. <laughs> I remember in school you always had a good sense of humor, Liz. I did? Yes, oh, those were the days. <laughs> you and I had some good times together, didn't we? 
No. What? Oh, brother, were you dull. Well, she's, uh, she's kidding you, Mr. Abbott. She was just saying the other night how good it would be to see old Dave Abbott again. Oh, did she say that, Liz? Well, not exactly. But we were talking about you the other night, Dave. Oh, really? Uh, what did you say? Uh, let's go in the movie room. Yeah, how about a cigar? No, no, wait. I, I think I'd like to hear this. Oh. <laughs> what did you all say about me, Liz? Well, I said you were good-looking and built like an Adonis. <laughs> really? Yes, until I saw your picture in the yearbook. Uh, thanks. Uh, Liz, please. Uh, Mr. Abbott, I saw your picture and I remember remarking you were very handsome. Well, thank you. Iris, how can you say that? You were the one who thought he looked like a pig. <laughs> I've never been so insulted. Liz, I'd like to see you in the hall. George, I'm only telling the truth. Dave, you'll be glad to know that George stood up for you. Well, that's something. Thank you, George. Uh, You're welcome. He disagreed with Iris. He didn't think you looked like a pig. Well, good. He thought you were more the frog type. (laughs) That does it. So this is the way you treat your clients, Annabelle. No, 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 Abbott. Well, I'll just take my business elsewhere. Uh, please, please, folks, let's all calm down. Liz will apologize, and we'll all have a glass of this awful cooking, Jerry. No! Oh, Dave, be sensible. Sit down. You keep out of this, Imogene. But I want your advice. I'll ask for it. Liz, Liz, tell Mr. Abbott you're sorry. I'm sorry you look like a frog. <laughs> What's so funny? I never noticed before, but you really do look like a frog. Well, you're no Betty Grable, you know. Oh, now, Dave, you shouldn't say that. You told me yourself she was a very pretty girl. Oh, when did he say that? The night he told me if I didn't marry him, he'd either kill himself or marry you. Folks, folks, please, let's all go to neutral corners. I mean, mean, let's all be calm. Well, it's nice to find out I was second choice, frog face. Second choice? You were fifth choice. And with that map of yours, you should be grateful. Now, calm down, frog face. What? But at least I'm not a crook. Crook? Quiet, you fool. Oh, you just try and quiet me. Has anyone ever seen any product from the Abbott Chemical Corporation? Well, there is none. Uh, She's just kidding. Yeah, it's a great big stock promotion, and everybody gets stuck but Mr. Big. Or is it Pig? Well, we have to be going. Let me tell you about Boston. Oh, did he clean up there? Get out of here. Come on. He really took the sucker. She must have been telling the truth. You bet she was. That was a close call, and you have Liz to thank for it. Yeah. (laughs) What a lucky break. Lucky? 
couldn't you see I tricked them into that admission? Liz, are you trying to tell me you knew they were crooks? Well, George, you had to find out sooner or later. For some time now, I've been working for the FBI. (laughs) 